Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hello, friends. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life, and welcome to our daily time of prayer and scripture reflection. It's good to have you with us. Feel free to leave your prayer intentions in the comments so that we can all pray for one another. And let's go into the presence of the Lord of life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We thank you, Lord. We praise you for life. For we did not ask to come into being, nor could we earn it. But it was your free gift of love, uncompelled by anything inside you or outside you. You made us out of your infinite love and freedom. And you pour life into us every day. You also give us, Lord, the opportunity to defend life, to speak up for those who have no voice. Let us be the voice for the unborn. Let us be the voice for the vulnerable. Let us be the voice for the children. Forgive us in any way, Lord God, that we have sinned and enable us not to miss any of the opportunities you put in our path today to grow your kingdom, to bear witness to your truth, and to serve your gift of life. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. The reading today is from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo, the headland of Pisgah, which faces Jericho. And the Lord showed him all the land, Gilead and as far as Dan, all Naphtali, the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, all the land of Judah as far as the Western Sea, the Negeb, the circuit of the Jordan, with the lowlands at Jericho, city of palms, and as far as Zoar. The Lord then said to him, This is the land which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that I would give to their descendants. I have let you feast your eyes upon it, but you shall not cross over. So there in the land of Moab, Moses, the servant of the Lord, died as the Lord had said. And he was buried in the ravine opposite Beth Peor in the land of Moab. But to this day no one knows the place of his burial. Moses was 120 years old when he died, yet his eyes were undimmed and his vigor unabated. For thirty days the children of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab, till they had completed their period of grief and mourning for Moses." Now Joshua, son of Nun, was filled with the spirit of wisdom, since Moses had laid his hands upon him. And so the children of Israel gave him their obedience, thus carrying out the Lord's command to Moses. Since then, no prophet has arisen in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. He had no equal in all the signs and wonders the Lord sent him to perform in the land of Egypt against Pharaoh and all his servants, and against all his land, and for the might and the terrifying power that Moses exhibited in the sight of all Israel. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Imagine Moses speaking to the Lord as nobody else did, face to face, as a man speaks to his friend, 
Moses lifting up his staff, parting the Red Sea. The armies of Pharaoh drowning in the waters after the Israelites had passed through safely. Moses, whom God called from the burning bush, through whom the plagues came upon Egypt. Moses praised even in this reading, no prophet has arisen in Israel like him, and yet he's punished. God shows no favorites. Why was Moses not allowed to enter the promised land? Brothers and sisters, it was because of a sin that many leaders today, and when I say leaders, I include us all, parents or leaders in their families, and those who stand in front of a classroom are leaders, and we all have people we influence. It's a sin we're guilty of today as well, and we have to be careful about it. Not trusting the power of the Word. What do I mean? Go to the book of Numbers, chapter 20. Now, I want you to notice the difference between what the Lord commands Moses to do in faith and obedience and what he actually does. Notice the difference. Moses uh, is, uh, okay, so Numbers chapter 20, starting with verse uh, 6. Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly to the entrance of the tent of meeting and fell on their faces, and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the staff and assemble the congregation, you and Aaron, your brother, and tell the rock that is before their eyes to yield its water. So you shall bring water out of the rock for them and give drink to the congregation and their cattle. And Moses took the staff from before the Lord as he commanded him. Then Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock, and he said to them, Hear now, you rebels, shall we bring water for you out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand and struck the rock with his staff twice, and water came out abundantly. And the congregation drank and their livestock. Now let me pause there. What did Moses do wrong? God didn't tell him to strike the rock. God didn't tell him to strike it twice. God told him to speak. Moses doubted the power of the word. Speak to the rock. The people were journeying through the desert. They were thirsty. God was not going to let them die of thirst. God was providing for his people. He was providing for his people through leadership that was supposed to trust the power of the word that would bring that provision. My word, he says in Isaiah, shall not return to me empty. It shall accomplish the purpose for which it was sent. Foreshadowing the word who was sent, who is Jesus Christ. Foreshadowing the word that you and I are commissioned to proclaim, whether parents proclaiming it to their children or clergy to their congregations or all of us to one another 
We are to have confidence in the power of God's word to change that repentant heart when they hear the word of truth, when they hear the call to conversion, that they would indeed believe in the gospel and change. The word of life spoken to someone in despair who's going to choose to have her baby killed by abortion Don't lose confidence in the power of the word spoken to her that says, you can do what you know is right. We are with you. We will help you choose life. The command to choose life to everyone who is tempted to choose death, tempted to think that something evil is good, which is the essence of the lie of every temptation, tempted to go down the wrong road that promises, seems to promise more fulfillment and happiness than the road of virtue. And then we hear the word of God's command. We hear the explanation of his truth. And we're told to trust the power of the word to change us. The word of forgiveness. When in faced with our sins, as numerous and great as they might be, a word of forgiveness, a word of mercy, a word of peace, a word of healing is addressed to us. We are to have confidence in the power of that word, whether we are the ones receiving it or we are the ones proclaiming it. The word heals. The word forgives. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead with a word. Lazarus, come forth. Brothers and sisters, Moses couldn't go into the promised land because he rebelled. He struck the rock. And he said to the people that he was drawing the water out of it. He goes in front of the people, he and Aaron, shall we bring water forth for you from this rock? So the reading continues then after he strikes it. God still provides for his people. Notice, even though the leaders are sinful, God still provides for his people. God still shows up. The word still has its power. The leader might doubt it. But the word still has its power. Verse 12, the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, because you did not believe me to uphold me as holy in the eyes of the people of Israel. Therefore, you shall not bring this assembly into the land that I have given you. Let it not be so with us. Let's believe in the power of this word. You know, it goes into... If I can anticipate uh, the reading that is shared in churches tomorrow, we see again the leaders, the priests, carrying the Ark of the Covenant. Now in the Ark of the Covenant are the tablets of the commandments. Again, the Word, written this time in stone. And they're going to cross over now the Jordan River. They had crossed over the Red Sea to get into the desert. Now they're going to cross the Jordan to get into the Promised Land itself. And we have Joshua now leading them. And God gives the command that the priests who are carrying the Ark of the Covenant, remember this is now the, like the throne of God on earth, right? The presence of, of the, the Word and power of God, foreshadowing, of course, the presence of Christ in the world and we His body. They go to the edge of the water. They are to halt there at the edge of the water And then the children of Israel are to come to the water and cross over because the water is going to cease to flow. Again, the power of the word. It's carried in the ark. The lesson here, 
Whether you're talking about the flowing waters of a river or the flowing currents of a culture, you go into it under the authority of God, carrying the tablets of His commands, His way of life, His word of life, you can stop the flow of the water. You can stop the flow of the culture of death. You can stop the dissemination of falsehood into the hearts of his people. You can stop the power of abortion. You can stop it. It's not your strength. It's the power of the word. Go to the edge of the water. Bear the Ark of the Covenant. And those waters will stop and those people will cross over. Let's pray. Lord, you command us to trust. You command us never to lose faith in the power of the word. The journey through the desert would have taken less than two weeks. It took 40 years. Your people did not trust you when they were hungry and thirsty. They did not trust you when the land was spied and the report came back that there were giants there. They did not trust your power to enable them to take the land. They did not trust you in the power of speaking to the rock. Lord God, we face the culture of death. We face giants in our midst also. But you command us to trust, obey, and believe the supreme confidence that we are called to have in your word. Lord God, we claim it today. Your son told us we could move mountains by speaking to them. Be uprooted and cast into the sea. So we say to our sins, be uprooted and cast into the sea. We say to the culture of abortion, be uprooted and cast into the sea. We say to the political tyrants in our midst today, destroying our nation and our children's education and our religious freedom and the lives of the unborn, be uprooted and cast into the sea. We believe in the power of your word, Lord God. We believe in that power to forgive our sins. We believe in that power to call back to your grace family members and friends who have strayed from the practice of the faith. We believe in the power of that word to reconcile and heal those that have experienced the terrible sin of abortion. We believe in the power of your word to raise us from the dead. We believe. And in that faith, we pray now for one another that all our intentions, all our needs will be answered by you. And we sum up our prayers in the words Jesus gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We pray to our Heavenly Mother, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Thanks, friends, for joining me. 
Spread the word about these programs. The word of God strengthens our pro-life commitment, and that's our, that's our purpose here. And I thank you for being involved in the pro-life movement and in the works of Priests for Life. Check out our main website, endabortion.us, and stay connected with our program. Stay connected with me on all the social media platforms at FR Frank Pavone. Thank you, and we'll talk to you soon. If you read the speeches of the Democrat politicians who support legal abortion in this country, you will read the words freedom, choice, rights, health, and the Constitution. But you will never hear about the very thing they are defending, abortion. If you read the medical textbooks on how abortions are done, you'll read the words arms, legs, skull, bones, blood, dismember, and decapitate. The Democrats, as they promote unrestricted abortion, don't even have the courage to describe what they defend. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.